Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I'm more pleased than my Pomeranian after he gets a new squeaky toy that you've tuned in this morning. I've planned a super informative show for you today. First up, Andy Savant from Pure One has some great news for pet parents out there who are looking for eco-friendly pet cleaning products. And then later in the show, Steve Applebaum and I will share some good advice for keeping everyone safe when visiting dog parks. All this and more are coming right up, so stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. You are listening to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Andy Savant from Pure One. Hi, Andy. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Hey, we met way back at Pet Expo, I think, and uh, you were talking about some great new products and a very cool company that has pet care products that are also eco-friendly. Can you tell me a little bit about your company? Yes, we we specialize in making green chemicals. Um, we've changed our original formulations from several years ago. Uh, we, we started back in the, in the late 80s making environmentally safe, friendly products. And with the new formulations that have been available in the last four to five years, we've completely revamped our lines uh, to offer consumers a truly green product. Wow, that sounds very cool. I know a lot of people are really interested in making sure that their footprint in the environment is as small as it could possibly be. And uh, especially pet owners seem to be a little more sensitive about that. So what type of pet care products are you actually offering? Well, we focus on two areas. Um, odor is a, is a big problem. Sure. Mm-hmm. And cleaning, stains, is the other, other large area of concern. Okay. Um, we deal with a number of, of carpet cleaning, professional carpet cleaning companies out there, and they're constantly looking for products that are safe to use inside the home. Okay. Now, are these? Do you offer any uh, shampoos, or are we talking mostly of uh, cleaning for stains and odor and that sort of thing? We're specifically uh, not not a shampoo for 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 the pets. Okay. Only only odor products and and cleaning cleaning products. Uh, stain, whether it's inside or outside. Well, you know, that's really important because every pet owner has experienced a problem at some point where a pet has an accident or it's been sick or who knows what, um, and they need to do something. So, you know, sometimes, too, if it gets to be really, really bad, Somebody will just give up their pet rather than continue to try to deal with the problem. Do you feel your products are really effective and, and help people out who are in that boat where they're at their wit's end? Oh, well, matter of fact, yes. Um, we have two customers um, right now. We have um, 
one customer, she has 18 cats. Uh-oh. <laughs> and she runs, well, she runs a rescue. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> she runs a rescue, and um, she was having a very difficult time. She was actually using a product uh, currently, and she came to us and said, I-, I just can't stop the odor problem. And we said, no problem. Um, we gave her some product to try and to, to work on the odor side. And that was working fantastic for her, solved her problems. She then said, well, what about the stain? And I, I said, well, what are you currently using? She says, well, I'm using this product. I said, okay, well, number one, that's not a green product. I said, try my product standalone, separate, don't, don't mix. Mm-hmm. Stop using the other product. Use, use our, our spot check product on the stain. Mm-hmm. We got out stains that have been there for over a year. Wow, that's very cool. Now, when you're talking about the odor from having, you know, that many cats, was this something that she mixed in litter for the litter boxes or an air freshener? What well, What is it exactly? Well, we have two two products. We have one product specifically for the litter box, and that controls the odor in the litter box. That's called Kitty Fresh. Okay. And, and what this product does, um, you mist it over the litter box, do your normal cleaning as you would, mm-hmm. and you just you mist it every day. What happens with the litter box is people, by the end of the week, they can't stand the smell, and they completely dump out perfectly good litter because the odor is so bad. Right. Well, with, with our product, it will save them money because they're using up all the litter over the course of time. Okay. Versus, yeah, throwing away perfectly good litter. That's the Kitty Fresh product. All right. And, and then our X-Out Odor product is for inside the home on, let's say, bedding, um, where, the, where the cats might play. Uh, if they had an accident, they sprayed, you would use X-Out Odor uh, in that capacity or in the yard. Um, ah, you, I was going to ask you about that. I, you know, In my neighborhood, unfortunately, there are a lot of indoor-outdoor cats, and I'm very sad to say that many of them are not spayed or neutered. And a lot of the male tomcats will come around and spray all over the place outside. And it seems like nothing gets, it's it's as bad as skunk spray. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a product that will address that? Yes, X-Out Odor will address that as well. Um, The the, the spray, you would simply just spray spray the areas in the yard that are affected. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you have a run-in with a skunk, like my puppy cocker spaniel did, Uh-oh. <laughs> um, what I did is I just I sprayed his, his body with the. He got just hit, just lightly. He didn't get a direct hit, just lightly. <laughs> and so what I did is I mist X out over over his entire body, mm-hmm. and and just and and that was it. And that's and, completely safe to use on an oh, actual yes. living thing. Oh yes. Wow. And. Yeah, that's it. Does it work immediately? Yes. X-Out Odor goes to work immediately, and, and that's why you want to leave it on the animal if, it, if you did have a skunk problem, um, and it will continue to work on the odor problem. And what it does is it will it, it, it goes in. It's an enzyme-based product, mm-hmm. and it, it goes in, and it, and it actually eliminates the, the odor okay. from, from, from a... kind of a biological point of view because that's really what we're dealing with and it goes in and it breaks all that stuff down. Okay. 
I was particularly fascinated by your story about the woman who got rid of a stain that was over a year old. That is really impressive. And I know that I've used some stain cleaners in the past that are supposed to remove stains caused by animals, and it seems like they work, but then the stains show up again like a few days later, the exact same stain, right? which baffles me. But <laughs> is, is this a permanent fix on stains? Yes. Spot check is a permanent fix. I had another uh, customer in Irvine. She had She has two pugs, and... She had some problems from a couple years ago, and the stains kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And I said, okay, try my product, um, but make sure you use enough product on the, on the stain. So, for example, if the stain was uh, maybe, I don't know, three or four square inches in diameter, roughly, mm-hmm. I said, saturate the entire area and scrub it. Scrub it with a small brush, scrub it in really good, mm-hmm. and then just take a, uh, a terry cloth towel and, and kind of damp it up and leave it, leave it on there. Okay. A lot of problems with the stain is people don't use enough product. That's, that's usually what we're finding is they don't, they don't use enough product. But our product, um, you know, you want to get in there and, and address the stain, especially in carpeting, mm-hmm. because they don't realize, well, if it was a stain that came from any kind of a liquid or moisture, that's going to go into the carpeting. It's going to spread into the pad. Yeah. Then it's going to spread into the wood or the concrete foundation underneath. Mm-hmm. So they're really cleaning the top, and that's why the stain reappears. I see. Okay. So well, that makes really sense. So you yeah. want enough product that's going to soak through all the layers and Correct. neutralize everything. Correct. And then that's just for the stain. If the odor is still there, then you address it with X-Out odor. The, the two-in-one products do not work very effectively. Okay. And that's why a lot of consumers are, are dissatisfied with the products that are out there today because we, we believe if you've got a stain problem, you, you, you clean the stain 100%. Mm-hmm. That's how Spot Check is designed to do that. Okay, okay. If we have an odor problem, then we use X-Out odor to address the odor problem 100%. Okay. So we've talked about Kitty Fresh and X-Out Odor, and uh, you have another product that's called Puppy Fresh? Puppy Fresh, yes. Puppy Fresh, uh, and it's, I'm going to change the name because it is for dogs and cats. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Puppy et al. (laughs) So with the animals, uh, of course, from, from, from diet, from eating, you know, their breasts aren't always that nice, yeah. just like in the human. That's true. So we have a product that uh, has a very fine mist that they can use around uh, the mouth uh, of the animal, and that will take away the bad breath odors from their food that they're eating. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. So with my little Cocker Spaniel with Mulligan, uh, after he's done eating, because we feed him a very uh, special diet, which has salmon in it. hmm when he's done eating, I just um, missed it on my hand. Well, now he sees the blue cap and he comes running down the hall. Cause he oh, so it. it tastes good. Well, there really isn't any taste to it. That's the thing. Oh, that's there's, weird. Yeah. I wonder no, why he gets so excited. Well, well, like most dogs, they like water. Yeah. And 
so he's associating to that, but I introduced it to him when he was a pup mm-hmm. uh, on my hand, so it was a fine mist, so he started licking it. Uh-huh. So now he sees it, and he comes running at me licking, you know, come on, spray some, Dad. So oh, I just missed so it around his muzzle. Yeah, and he loves it. Oh, that's that's really cool. And I know many, many dog owners would love to have their dogs have fresher breath. So yes. <laughs> this yes. is a good thing. Where can we find these products? Well, right now we are in about 25 um, independent pet retailers and uh, dog groomer shops uh, right here in Southern California. We're also online, pureonegreen.com. Okay. Uh, we're, we're trying to expand our base into the independent pet retailer. We, I, I, I really don't want to go into the big box type. Uh, I, I believe in supporting the independent pet retailers oh, here. Good for you. Um, and, uh, you know, we're at American Pet Expo uh, mm-hmm. last spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are doing a series of green expos uh, here in the, in the county. Um, so I'm, I'm currently doing OC Marketplace, uh, which is a brand-new one in Irvine. Yes. Uh, we will be at the one in Huntington Beach uh, coming up in September. Okay. Hunt- yeah, Huntington Beach has a green expo, and we'll be there with our products. But primarily we're online right now as we're trying to build the the retail base. Excellent. Andy, this is all just fabulous information, and I sure appreciate that you stopped by today to talk about Pure One. Well, we appreciate it, and thank you. We need to take a quick break now, but we'll be back in just a moment with more Pet Place Radio here on AM 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show. Joining me now is professional trainer and owner of Animal Behavior College, Steve Applebaum. Welcome to the Pet Place. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, what is the Animal Behavior College? That sounds very interesting. Oh, thank you. Animal Behavior College is a vocational school devoted to those people who love animals and want to be involved in various animal careers. Oh, that is so cool. Is that here in California? Yes. Uh, there are main offices in California, although we have uh, Southern California, Santa Clarita to be exact, although we have students in all 50 states. Oh, okay. So you're a distance learning organization. It's a combination. Um, distance learning for some of the program. Mm-hmm. The typical program takes about 12 to 18 months to complete, so it's fairly extensive. Wow. Um, and it's a combination of distance learning combined with what we call an externship, which is when the student works with the professional in the vocation of their choice to get the hands-on experience that they need to actually go out after they graduate and, and, and make a viable living and you know be able to do this. Do you help coordinate getting your graduates together with professionals? Well, when we... Yes, but they're not graduates at that point. Okay. During, during, the, uh, during the process in which they're still students, part of the program involves them being connected with a mentor, that is a professional, so that they can get that hands-on experience. And that's, since it's part of the program, absolutely, oh, uh, we coordinate all of that for the students. Oh, that's really nice to know. You know, that's not really why I invited you on the show today, but it's fascinating, and I'm glad you were able to talk about well, that for a moment. My pleasure. Perhaps yeah. we'll do another... Uh, a whole uh, segment, yeah. Right, on animal careers, especially <laughs> in this economy. Oh, absolutely. But, Steve, I know that you're an expert when it comes to dog behavior. 
And we've had a lot of stories lately in the newspaper about situations where little animals have been hurt in dog parks or people have been bitten. And I thought it would be nice to talk about general safety when you take your pet and your family members to a dog park. Yeah, I've read some of that too, and it's it's always uh, it's always tragic to hear those kinds of stories. You go there and you have an expectation of everything being rosy. Right. Probably my biggest complaint is that people take dogs that shouldn't be there. They're not social dogs. They're aggressive to other dogs. They're aggressive to people, and most of the other dogs are happy-go-lucky. And then yeah. you have this one bad apple that's wreaking havoc basically and and that that really turns me off to even going to dog parks sometimes with my own dogs yeah well that's that's understandable you know i think one of the things that people need to do before they go to a dog park or rather before they take their pet to a dog park is to essentially check it out Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you know that you're likely to go after work, 5 o'clock, 6, whenever it is, if you know you're likely to go during the weekend, uh, in the morning, whatever your time is, make it a point to go over during those times without the dog Mm -hmm. and just kind of check it out. I mean, what kind of people are there? Are these people that are bringing dogs that are aggressive because for some bizarre reason they want these dogs to fight? Um, are, Are these people like yourself that are really just there to get their dogs socialized, to let them have a good time, and to be dogs in a peaceful, friendly environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can tell a lot just by looking at what goes on at the park. You know, it's also a good idea to check, just, just check the park out. Is it fenced? Um, is it kept reasonably clean? You know, is there broken glass all over the place? Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing the differences in quality mm-hmm. between parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit of, of, uh, of research and time will tell most people all they really need to know. Okay. So, so I mean, that's, that's the first thing to do without a doubt. If you get to a park and everything seems great and you've got your dog out there and it's having a good time with all the other dogs and then somebody comes in and they bring an aggressive dog, how, how can you handle that? What can you do? I know that you'll probably want to get out pretty quickly, but let's say you don't have time and that dog is already over and it's it's potentially going to cause injury. What do you do? Right, and, and you know, this is this is this this is a very difficult it's it's a very fair but potentially very difficult question because you don't want to overreact. Mm-hmm. But you know, clear and dogs dogs are really quite amazing social creatures. For the most part, they will work out whatever issues or whatever communications they need to give to one another amongst themselves quite well. And, you know, they'll do this sometimes with a fair amount of growling and barking and, you know, there's all this posturing. But the vast majority of times they are going to be fine with one another, except when they're not, except (laughs) when somebody brings a dog that, you know, doesn't, take other dogs' cues right. uh, or has been encouraged to be aggressive with other dogs or the size difference is so great mm-hmm. that there's just not a lot of leeway for error should a very large dog attempt to chastise a smaller dog physically, sure. a smaller dog could be injured, and I think sometimes that's what happens. 
Um, so well, you, you brought up a, an interesting point there. A lot of times it's the smaller dogs that are the troublemakers, yes. and they'll go around harassing the big dogs, and finally the big dogs will have enough. <laughs> right, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's absolutely true. And so a lot of it just depends on circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a, a small dog, uh, uh, you know, a toy breed, a dog, uh, uh, even an elderly dog that is likely to be injured, Mm-hmm. Uh, in a confrontation with a large, aggressive dog, uh, the best thing to do if you see a dog like that come into the park and it's clear that the owners are not going to be able to control their dog, um, it really is to just leave. It's, it's unfortunate, but you know that's generally the safest thing you can do and just come back at another time. Um, if you have a, a, a larger dog that's essentially being bullied by a smaller one, uh-huh. uh, there, there's a little bit more leeway for error there. And, you know, oftentimes politely just asking the owner to, you know, please yeah. stop your Pomeranium from <laughs> bullying my Great Dane. You know, they'll laugh and they'll apologize and they'll move the dog off. And sometimes that's all, all it really takes. Yeah. Um, you know, the big question is what happens if you can't leave or you haven't left in time and the dogs are fighting or it looks like, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to really be a confrontation. Right. You know, and, and, and really it's at that point that the uh, typically the best thing to do in a situation like that is loud noises work fairly well. Okay. I mean, all you're really looking to do is, is startle the dogs to, to kind of get them off their focus. And you don't want to get between them. No, you definitely don't want to get between them. That's an excellent way to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You might find, uh, you know, I used to recommend this all the time, um, although it sounds a little bizarre, but if, if you're genuinely concerned about that, and I think it is a legitimate concern, you know, go to, a, go to an auto parts store because they sell these or they used to, um, uh, or just go online and, and, and pick up, they're really inexpensive, just a shriek alarm. You know, they're, they're these uh, portable little air horns. Yeah, that you hear at graduations, you know, from the people who are sitting right behind you. Yeah, inevitably. (laughs) They're really loud and completely obnoxious. They're 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 absolutely harmless. And uh, you know, if you if you see dogs starting to uh, uh, to get into a fight, if you just run up, yell no, and blast this thing at them, you're not going to hurt any of them. And there's an excellent probability that they're going to be so startled they're going to look up. That's really all you want to do is just get their attention away from each other. At which point. You know, you can pull your dog away. Hopefully the owner uh, of the other dog will pull their dog away, and you will have eliminated, uh, uh, you know, potentially difficult situation. Wow, I mean, that that's is a, that's a very easy way to advice. Yes, definitely. Thank you for giving that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even thought of that. Handy. Water, you said? Yeah, water, water, is, water is sometimes a, uh, a really good way to, 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 to break them up without, obviously, you don't want to hurt any. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't want them being hurt. So, but if you have, uh, um, if you bring a little water dish, and they sell portable water dishes at all mm-hmm. the pet stores, you know, and you, and you have that available, so if your dog wants a drink, uh, some, found, some dog parks have community drinking areas, some don't. Mm-hmm. But if you just keep uh, some cool water in one of these things, and you see the dogs getting into it, a, a, a quick dash of water over combatants will oftentimes have the same effect, although okay. in my experience, the shriek alarm works better. Okay, excellent. And what about kids in dog parks? Is that a good mix? Depends on the age of the children. Okay. Um, I mean, it's 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 not a bad mix with young children, provided that you have decent, 
going to sound terrible, control of the young children. Um, you know, you have a, a two- to five-year-olds, you know, they're very curious about puppies and dogs. They want to be a part of this. It's a completely understandable sentiment on their part. Mm-hmm. But there, there have to be some precautions. Uh, I've seen parents bringing children to dog parks and putting their little three-year-olds down amongst the, uh, the, the seething pack of dogs. With little, yeah, and these children have, have, have food. I mean, they have a little ice cream cone. They have cookies. Yeah. You know, and, and it's for them. It's not for the dogs. Uh-huh. But the dogs will steal that instantly. Oh, uh, sure. Um, and take so, off part of their finger. Common sense stuff, right? I mean, don't, don't bring food around. Mm-hmm. Um, they really need to know not to just a, a, approach and pet strange dogs uh, without talking to the owners first. Um, if at all possible, you really want to discourage them from running around the park and screaming. Uh, this is important because the running screaming response mm-hmm. often triggers in some dogs a predatory response. I mean, little little creatures that run away and scream are, mm-hmm. are, are sometimes perceived as prey on the part of other dogs. Okay. And, and so it's, it's not that it's unsafe to take small children to park. But they really need to be supervised, uh, and they really need to be discouraged from running around and screaming, and they certainly should not have food. And then it can be a, a, a wonderful experience, and it's also a good idea to bring small children to the park at off hours, oh, you know, yeah. when there's not going to be 40 or 50 dogs there. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Steve, dog parks are so much fun, but they really can present some dangers. So I'm so glad you were able to set aside a few minutes to explain how we could keep our pets safe and our kids safe and still have lots of time, lots of fun, rather. Oh, it's my pleasure. It really, really are a wonderful place to take dogs, uh, just as long as you follow some common sense rules um, and have a... a, a enough control of your own dog, as well as an understanding that your dog is comfortable and friendly around other dogs. It, it, I mean, I've taken my dogs to dog park for the better part of 25 years, mm-hmm. and uh, I've, I've counseled my clients to do the same, and we teach Excellent. our trainers at Animal Behavior College mm-hmm. how to teach their students. Steve? I'm so sorry, but we're completely out of time. Our our time just flew by, and we need to take a short break now. But thank you so much for being on the show. You're so welcome. And we will be right back here on AM 1260. Don't go away. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Today, from 1 to 4 p.m., our friends at Long Beach City College are hosting a very special adoption event for the many domestic pet bunnies who have been abandoned on the campus. These are wonderful little animals who deserve a forever home. If you're interested, please visit www.lbcc.edu for more info and click on the rabbit update at the bottom of the page. As you know, Professor Donna Prindle was on the show last week, and she really needs all the help she can get. So even if you can't adopt, donations to care for these orphans are gladly accepted. Okay, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please, spay or neuter your pets, and have a wonderful day. (laughs) 